We're back. We're back. We're back. Tax Talk with Jay. I'm your host, Jay of Jay Chambers Tax and Business Consult. Are you ready? Are are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get going, guys. Let's get going. Thanks for joining us again. So before we get started, announcements, folks, announcements, announcements, um, please govern yourselves accordingly. <laughs> As we get farther and farther into these series, um, you're going to probably see more and more clown come out. But hey, I hope you enjoy it as much as I'm enjoying myself. Now, we have the experience pop-up shop that um, yours truly will be hosting a tax workshop at. And um, we've changed the venue. So um, Kings Building Kings has, has changed the venue and they have gone to Flatbush Central. Um, this is going to be on October 28th from 12 to 5 p.m. Um, Flatbush Central, that's 2123 Canton Avenue in Brooklyn, New York, 11226. Um, you can add Kings Build Kings on Instagram um, for more information. But um, guys, like this is going to be a great event. I want you to show up. I want you to come out. Um, and be a part of the workshops. Um, all proceeds go towards Kings Build Kings. We're probably going to have them on the show um, next month if I can get them. I'll speak to them about that um, on Saturday. But um, I, I'd love for them to come on and just kind of give you an idea of what they have going on, um, what they offer to the community, what they're doing to build our children, especially our young kings. Um, just to give you some insight on what's going on. Um, of course, we're going to have our, our our small business owners, our pop-up shops there, you know, to let you know what they're offering and give you some information. But we're also going to have um, Balancing Entrepreneurship and Wellbeing Workshop by Janelle Thompson. Um, we're going to have Tax Strategies for Entrepreneurs by yours truly. And I'm going to cover a few of those topics tonight. Um, Beyond the Logo, Igniting Love and Loyalty for Your Brand. That's going to be with Jeff Carley, and he's going to do that virtually um, as well. And then we have Rise and Tribe, Cultivating a Community of Like-Minded Entrepreneurs by Danielle Branch. Um, So we got a lot going on, right? A lot going on. Um, We're going to definitely, and this event is going to start at 12. It's going to be from 12 to about 5 p.m. So make sure you come out um join the join these workshops guys there's a lot to learn a lot of information to get and i want that for you today so um you, like i said if you need more information um instagram kings built kings um and you'll be able to find it also they have an event um in, in um an event on eventbrite um it's on the website jchambersconsult.services or just search for kings kings build kings on Eventbrite, you should be able to find the the um, event. But I want you guys to show up, okay? I want you to come out. I want you to get this information. Um, some of the information I'm sharing tonight is going to be a part of the workshop. And so if you don't get an opportunity to come out, um, definitely, you know, re-listen to the podcast. But look out because we're going to have a few workshops coming up as well. I want to try to get as many tax workshops as I can out before tax season begins. I'm not going to say there's going to be one every week um, because y'all know, you know, for people from the past, single mommy over here of three that are driving me crazy. Um, but I'm going to try to pump out at least one to two a month virtually so that I can get you guys up to speed and ready to go. Okay. Second announcement, open house. Yes, we got open house, our open house for self um, uh, not self-paced for instructor-led courses. It's going to be November 4th at 6 p.m. I only have 25 seats available for that one. I'm going to try to fill these 25 seats before I schedule a second one. Um, just because, you know, time's a little crunch. <laughs> I got a lot going on. Um, we started open enrollment for our self-instructor-led courses on October 13th. So I'm currently dealing with that. Um, open enrollment for self-paced courses starts on November 15th. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot going on. And we also have open house coming up for self-paced courses. So um right now I only have 25 seats available for the event, right? I might open up more. Just kind of depends on what how much I feel. So you know we got the event coming up this week. I'm gonna have a QR code for sign up there. Um once again, 
We're in Flatbush. So come out, sign up. You can go to the Eventbrite, sign up. But um, definitely join us for Open House if you have more questions. Um, remember, our instructor-led courses are the Comprehensive Tax Course as well as our Small Business Tax Course 1. Okay? Okay. So let's see. Do, 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 do. We talked about everything. And let's go over it. So we're going to do a recap, and then we're going to jump into it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Okay, so last week we spoke about a couple of things, right? Right. I might have hurt some of your feelings by talking about the way that you pay yourself, bookkeeping, things of that nature. But you know what? In order to grow, you got to break a few bad habits, right? Right. All right. So if you weren't paying yourself correctly, hopefully we're going to change that now. If you're using your personal account for your business account, we're changing that now. And I'm talking about small changes. If you, you want to go to cash out business or the founder card just to start off by separating those things, baby, do it. Even if you're a sole proprietor, baby, do it. Do it. Don't mix those things together. Okay. Um, We talked about um, that, you know, the, we went back to the different entities because we spoke about more in detail about checking accounts, business checking accounts, um, trying to go that traditional route so that we can qualify for lending and things of that nature, because we want a grant. I want a grant. You want a grant, but those are competitive programs. So sometimes you need that lending, especially if you don't have an entity where you're able to build money through stocks or um, through investors with limited partnerships, okay? So things to think about. Now, we also spoke about self-employment taxes just a little bit. Just a little bit, we spoke about self-employment taxes, and we're going to come back to that today, okay? Okay, we mainly talked about bookkeeping, 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 how you keep them their books. And I need y'all to focus on this. I really need you to focus on this, especially with us going into this next section. Because um, as we go into this episode today, we're going to talk about taxes. We're going to talk about depreciation. We're going to talk about business deductions. Oh, we get the meat and potatoes because I know this is what you came for. This is what you came for. Um, as a reminder, we do have the event October 28th. If you want this live and in person, this is what I'm giving you. This is what I'm giving you. Okay. So make sure you come out and support. Now, with that being said, now that we've done our little two minute recap, <laughs> let's get into some wonderful, wonderful information. So we're going to start with the self-employment taxes that we spoke about last week. Remember that? Remember we talked about, you know, paying ourselves and things of that nature. Now, up to $160,200 that of self-employment income that you make is it's eligible for tax of baby. Okay. Social security, Medicaid, eligible for taxes. So that's like 15.9%. Now, I think we spoke about this last week, but I'm going to touch on it again. Um, if you work a regular job, regular job, you're shielded from that 15.9% because you and your employer actually split that. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Y'all actually split that. So you only pay half of that tax and your employer pays the other half. If you have filled out a W-4, you get paid, the government takes taxes out of your check, you only pay half of that. But when you become self-employed, you have to take on the whole 15, I'm saying 15.9, Lord forgive me, 15.3%. So that's 12.4% for Social Security tax, 2.9% for Medicaid, okay? So that means that remember we talked about paying ourselves whenever you do pay yourself whether you pay yourself by percentage um or you pay yourself by salary when you pay yourself that lump sum you need to multiply that by 15.9 percent and you need to put that in a savings account now the reason that it needs to go in a savings account is because you can pay it all in one sum one lump sum like if you're paying yourself salary and you know how much you're going to pay yourself every month, that is completely fine to pay it in all one big lump sum. But they have dates that you can make these payments, okay? So payments start April 15th of that year. So this is January, two, this is 2023 we're living in, right? So your first payment should have been made for self-employment taxes for this year, April 15th, 2023. For 20, 2023, your first payment was due April 15th, 2023. If you did not make that payment by April 15th, 2023, and you made over $400 worth of income, honey, boo-boo child, I don't care how many deductions you have, um, you're going to face a penalty for that, okay? 
if you're an Uber driver, if you, if this is your, if, if you have self-employment income and you're not paying self-employment taxes, you are going to face a penalty. Um, and I want you to keep that in mind. Okay. So April 15th was the first date. The second date, cause it's four payments. The second date is June 15th. The third date is September 15th. And then your final payment is due January 15th of the following year. I know that gets a little, a little, um, confusing. So that's why we're talking about it now. So that final payment is due January 15th of the following year. And that's, that will take care of all of your payments because tax season doesn't open up until like what the 23rd or 27th. So you have all your payments in. And the reason that this is important is because these are tax deductible. So you can deduct this from your gross income. And that's why it's important to get these payments in a, so we don't face penalty by the um, government because once they count, what's the IRS, um, not the IRS, I'm sorry. What's the, um, ta your tax preparer, um, calculates your taxes. We're going to get a big old thing on our screen that says, Hey, you have not paid. This person has not paid self-employment taxes. They will face a penalty. Do you want to calculate the penalty? We're going to look at you. We're going to ask you, like, is that what you want to do? And you can say yes, and we'll calculate that penalty in there for you. You can go ahead and get it paid. And then you can say no. And if you say no, then IRS is going to send you a letter and they are going to penalize you. Okay. So I just want to make sure that we are all clear on what needs to happen, what is required. Self-employment taxes, when you pay yourself, and I'm giving you the bare minimum. Are you ready? Are you ready? $400 dollars if you made four hundred dollars or more in income self-employment income you have to pay self-employment taxes okay okay i'm glad we're all on the same page now with that being said we want to make sure that we have to, we, we need a couple of savings accounts okay you need a personal savings account and then you need a tax saving when you go to the business end you need a tax savings account and with your personal on the, on your personal end, you need a tax saving account. So we got a couple of things here. You you should never have just one savings account. Okay, you need multiple. Um, I don't know about you, but it's always been great to have money for myself. So I always encourage other people to do it. But you need a couple of them, and you need to make sure you're saving for this and you're making these payments. Oh my gosh, Jay, how do I make the payments? You go online, pumpkin. You go online. The federal government has a website, and so does the state. But these self-employment taxes, they're federal. They are not state. They are federal. So you only make one payment. They are federal. Okay. Okay. We're all on the same page. Federal. IRS.gov. Federal. Not New York state. Federal taxes. I want to make sure we're all on the same page. Now, um, let's say you have a job and you're self-employed. $77 bi-weekly if you get paid every week, chop it down to $34.50, okay? Was it $34.50? Yeah, $34.50. Put you at about. Oh my goodness, my math is all over the place today. <laughs> it's been a long day, okay, guys? Um, I do one payment of $34.50 and put the rest on the other one. But with that being said, um, bi-weekly payments of $77.00. That's going to give you $2,000 at the end of the year. That's going to give you $2,000 up on those taxes. So if you want to do that instead, if you have a job, that'll give you a leg up when it comes to paying those taxes because they'll be coming out of your check for your regular check. So with that, you know, with your job, you'll have regular income taxes coming out that you normally would on the money that you make. And then if you go update your W-4, it's going to ask you how much money you want to take out. Um, for estimated taxes. That's what that box is for. That's what that box is for. Put in $77. It comes out before taxes. So what does that mean when people say it comes out before taxes? It's just like your 401k. It's just like your health insurance um, premiums. These things come out before taxes and that way it lowers your taxable income. And so like, you know how the government says, well, you're in this tax bracket because you made this amount of money, you drop in tax brackets as your taxable income goes down. So the name of the game is drop the amount of taxable income you have. Okay. Not by not making more money, but being able to deduct more throughout the year. So just making sure we understand 
um, April 15th, June 15th, September 15th, and January 15th of the following year um, are the dates that your self-employment taxes are due. If you made a minimum of $400 or more, you have to pay self-employment taxes. So don't come back and say Jessica didn't tell you. Don't say Jay did not tell you because I'm telling you, and it's up to $160,200 worth of your income. Okay, guys? Okay. Now, um, that's really important information. <laughs> I just want to. And so the next thing we're going to talk about is how self-employment taxes and income taxes are separate. These are not the same thing. These are two totally different things. That's why you need a separate savings account for taxes. That is why, because income taxes and self-employment taxes are two totally different things. So your income taxes, you will pay those at the end of the year. Self-employment taxes, you pay quarterly. You pay that quarterly. So let's look at a few things. Let's go through a few things and let's make sure that we got all our ducats in a row. Okay. Okay, but first let's talk about um, how we bring this number down. Before we get to taxes we're paying on income and things of that nature, we wanna talk about how to pay the least amount of taxes on income. So that's where we're gonna go next. We are gonna talk about something really big. Y'all, the standard deduction went up again. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And y'all, okay, so for everybody that does not know what the standard deduction is, the standard deduction is this. The IRS says if you single, married filing jointly, married filing separately, qualifying widower, um, or qualifying surviving spouse, um, or head of household, no matter how much money you make, this is how much we're gonna take off of that to reduce your taxable income, right? So in 2022, it was $12,950 for single or um, married filing separately, right? It went up $1,000 this year. Whoo, yes, God. So now it's $13,850, right? So then for married filing jointly or qualifying um, widower, it was $25,900. Now it's $27,700 for 2023. So that, that's up. Then we got um, head of household. It was $19,400. Now it's $20,800. This is important stuff because we want to pay as little money as possible. So if that's going to drop us down the tax bracket, let it drop us down the tax bracket. Okay. So earlier, we were speaking about, you know, paying taxes, right? Now, normally you're supposed to pay estimated income taxes like quarterly. You're supposed to pay that. You don't want to hit a penalty. But what we're trying to do is decrease that so we don't have to. So here's the rule. The rule is if you know you're going to owe more than $1,000 in taxes by the end of the year as a small business owner, you are supposed to make quarterly payments, right? But there are a few things to help you out. Like IRS has an annual program, okay? Um, annualized income installment. And that gives you the opportunity to where if your business fluctuates throughout the year, where you may not face penalty for not being able to make those quarterly payments, okay? Um, but with that being said, our goal here is to give you the tips and tricks that you need so that you do not have to hit those limits or make those quarterly payments. Because if you don't have to owe $1,000, especially as a small business owner, entrepreneur, you're just starting out. If you don't have to owe $1,000, why owe $1,000? So let's get started, right? First thing I want to talk about is now that we've talked about our deductions, um, we've talked about you know the standard deduction going up. Um, let's talk about a few things. You know how you go on Instagram and you see those um, posts, rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poor. And there are so many business credits for business owners and you're not getting into it. Come on and join my master class so I can, yeah, those. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not throwing any rock. But they crack me up because they be so serious. They be so serious. But the crazy thing is they're not lying. They're not lying. That's actually really good information that they're giving. But you got to be on the level to receive it. But they be... <laughs> 
<laughs> Y'all, they be so serious. It cracks me up, especially when I already know what they're going to talk about, right? Um, and the people that are giving this information, most of them don't do taxes. And so that's why it cracks me up because you got to be able to tell the whole story. You can't tell a piece of the story and say, you know how they're like, okay, come on and get my masterclass. I'm going to show you how to make $10,000 and get 50,000 followers. And then first you got to go do this. You got it's like 7,000 unattainable steps. So you paid $25 for this class. <laughs> I know somebody knows what I'm talking about. Um, here's the thing. I'm going to give you all of that. And this podcast is free. So <laughs> let's, let's jump into it. Um, first thing I want to say is the event on Saturday, right? I got staff coming with me because I can't carry all that stuff by myself. I can't carry it by myself. I can't bring it by myself. I can't do all of this by myself. I am one person, right? So I have staff and the staff that's coming with me um, they've been with me for a couple of years. We've had our ups and downs. Um, they've changed positions quite a few times. Um, one of them maintains the janitorial services while the other one does a lot of clerical work and heavy lifting. Um, and I really appreciate them. And like I said, over the years, their skill sets have grown tremendously. Um, and with that being said, they are my, they are two of my children. <laughs> Yes, the oldest and the middle child um, are on staff. You may you may laugh, but this is one of those things that they're talking about in those really aggressive podcasts. Um, this is what they mean when they say the rich are getting richer, um, and they they got all these loopholes. It's because they are paying their children, and so this is how it goes. You, your child has an account and I'm sure a lot of your children have them. I know my child has like a cash app account, a teen account. It's in their name. My child also has a bank account, you know, the, a, a savings account. It's in their name. They don't have to have a checking account. They can have a savings account. Okay. As long as the account is in their name, there are plenty of adults that don't have checking accounts. They only have savings accounts. Okay. Um, you pay your child a reasonable wage because you can pay them up to $12,000 a year and write it off on your taxes. Okay. Up to $12,000 a year per child and write it off on your taxes. Nobody told you you had to hit $12,000. You can hit $1,000 for the year. Whatever is something to write off, right? And so then you turn it around and you're paying them. You're putting this money in their account. You're cutting them a check. You know, you're, you're sending the money, whatever. It has to be sent from the business to their account to show they are being paid. So you run your payroll, you send it out however you need to. Now, um, like I said before, if your child gets social security or something of that nature, you may need to look into it because it may affect their social security eligibility with how much they're getting. But um, don't say Jay didn't tell you. So you're paying this child, you're writing that off. Not only are you writing that off, your child has a trust or an account that they're putting up um, as you're putting money away for college, one of those tax-free accounts. They're drafting that money from that account for that. Your child needs new clothes and new shoes. Order it and let the money come from that account because it's their money, their clothes, their field trips, their this, their video games, their that. Let the money come from that account. Don't let it come from your checking account anymore. But you're paying them a reasonable wage and this money that you're paying them, hey, that's being written off on your taxes. So if you wanna take $12,000, divide that throughout the year with the things that you need them to do and pay them, pay them kids, but take that tax deduction. This is one of the ways. And so another thing that you can do um, that can come out of that account is your child can have a 401. They can have an IRA. Yes, you didn't know that. Yes, your children can have an IRA. So you can start setting them up for retirement at a young age because you know you have like you you they they can have an IRA. You have child stars, things of that nature, and you know there had to be ways made for them to be able to save for their futures. There are children out here with better retirement than their parents. And that's not a bad thing. You know, gone are the days of I struggled, so you have to struggle too. I, was, I saw the saddest thing yesterday. I was standing outside my apartment, my apartment, and I was waiting on a car, you know, an Uber. I'm not balling, but I was running late. So I had to take an Uber to go get my daughter. I, I would love to take the bus. Whew, 2290 is so much better than an $8 Uber, but whatever. Um, <laughs> money is money, and I tried to save it. But I was standing there waiting on the Uber. And uh, a guy pulled up and when he pulled up, he was dropping off his son. You could, you, I knew that was his son because I know the young boy. And so he says, dad, 
will you please come pick me up tomorrow so I can go get my hair done? Um, Because, you know, the young man had, he has hair, long hair. And so the dad's like, what? You better catch the bus, catch the train like I had to do. And the only thing I could think to myself is, I can think of at least five teenagers that have lost their lives on public transportation in the last 30 days. I don't even like taking the train because of the amount of things that you see. Oh my gosh, y'all, I live in New York City. Um, and so the amount of things that you see, the amount of things that you 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 go through. And so, and he says, nah, please. And he, he says like, no, nah, I had to do it. You gotta learn, you gotta learn. And I thought about it, I'm like, gone are these days gone and I, I i wish you know but you know certain matters you pray for people but i i don't want to raise my children like that and I, I pray that this touches somebody to where we are no longer doing that i had to suffer so you had to suffer hey that's on different degrees yes you have to cut the grass i don't care if it's 85 degrees outside sweat baby sweat yes you know you're gonna have to walk to the store if it's down the street and we live in a, a um a, a a safe reasonably safe neighborhood yes um you know certain things of that nature yes you're gonna have to clean the house you're gonna have to vacuum you're gonna have to wash the dishes you have to clean out the tub you have to clean the toilet yes you're gonna have to save your money you're not gonna be able to buy video games every week you can't rock the newest jays every week because you have to learn the value of a dollar and you have to learn that there are other things that you have to pay for you have a cell phone your cell phone bill is due sir <laughs> yeah, you like Netflix. The Netflix bill is due. Take care of it. You get paid a reasonable wage to take care of the things you need because budgeting is not something, you know, I saw something and we're getting off topic, but it's a podcast. Um, I saw something on Instagram and a woman said, oh, I feel so bad for my daughter because she's out here with a job chasing the American dream. And how do I tell her it gets easier and she's suffering? And I'm thinking to myself, maybe if we stop putting our kids out of the house at 19, expecting them to figure it out when they just graduated high school at 18 and you were doing everything for them, <laughs> maybe we wouldn't be in this position, maybe. Maybe if we did a little bit better, you know, my son and I, we made a pact and I said, you know, you might not feel this way in the next, you know, five or six years. I could care less. We're going to have to work it out because you need at least 10 to $15,000 worth of savings to leave my house at the rate we're going right now with even with the small amount of money that he's making per event that I'm doing. And I don't do many or per job I give him to do. And it's not much. He may work two to four hours a week. <laughs> he don't make much. But with the rate of savings that he's going with right now, that's not going to be hard to attain in the next five to seven years. You know what I'm saying? And so he's learning to budget now. He's learning not to fall into instant gratification now. Like for example, we all play video games in this house. We love them. I love them. I'm so, I, I have my system. They got their systems. Okay. That's how serious it is in here. Okay. Um, we're all waiting on games to come out. We get excited about them. Super Mario RPG is one of those things that we're waiting on. We're, we're not falling into the instant gratification. We never get a game as soon as it comes out. Never. We never get a game as soon as it comes out. We wait. And we'll like set a time and we'll go get it or we'll schedule to go get it, but we never get a game as soon as it comes out. So that's something that I'm doing for us to help train ourselves. Cause sometimes mommy needs training too, because if it was up to me, if I didn't have kids, as soon as the game, what, what are you talking about? It's me and only me. And I'm downloading this game on my system. What are you talking about? Take my $65 and leave me alone. But um, we're training ourselves not to do that. Yes. It's something we want. Yes. It's something we're excited about about it. It's something we necessarily need. No, but we've saved for it. We can afford it. We've paid our bills. Let's go get it because it's something that we've saved for. Okay. So gone are the days of instant gratification when we're, we're talking about that and gone are the days of making our children suffer in moments where they may not be safe or it may not be logical. Like, sir, you're driving a car. You didn't say you had to go to work. You didn't say you had something to do. You said, because you had to do it, he has to do it. 
Okay, if you were broke and poor when you grew up, do you expect to allow your child to wear the things that you had to wear, not eat when you wanted to eat because you didn't have the food in your house? Are you going to put them through that as well? No. And this is not just New York, y'all. Like, I've seen this in South Carolina. I've seen this everywhere. It's like, it's just a moment where we as parents have to wake up and get it together. That's all it is. A moment where we as parents have to wake up and want better than our children than we have for ourselves and stop with the line of nobody taught me, nobody told me, nobody did this. Well, that's why you're here. You're here to change that. So it's no longer nobody. It's I'm telling you because I know now because nobody was here to tell me. I want better for you than I had for myself. Okay? Okay. Um, Number two. We're still on making your children your employees, right? We're teaching them something because we're holding our children. Why would we not want to make be our children's first employer? I expect you to be at work on time. I expect you to be at work clean and presentable. I expect you to know how to speak to my customers so we can retain business. I expect you, this is how we get them, their public speaking together. Um, <laughs> you know, this is how we introduce them to these new things like the clerical writing, um, answering a professional email, give them these skills early so that when they get out into the world, you can be a reference point. Even if you don't currently have these skills, that's why we do the small business tax courses. That's why I push them so much because I'm ready to change the narrative of get yourself a good tax person. I am. Oh, I'm so tired of it. I love it. I love the compliments. Oh, I I love the, oh, I need a good tax person. But my, my rebuttal is always, but let me make you a good tax person. Because being a good tax person is not memorizing all the formulas. It's not memorizing all the laws. It's knowing where to go to get the information you need. I don't know what the standard deduction is off the top of my head, guys. No, that's not something I automatically know. But I have a file in my phone. I got a file in my um, tablet. I have files everywhere. And if I don't have a file, I know where to go on irs.gov to get this information. So that's something that I just want us to keep in mind. But back to the kids, hire kids. That's the first tax deduction we're talking about. Hire kids, hire them, pay them (laughs) up to $12,000 per year you can deduct from your business income for paying your children and all employment income is deductible, but we're going to get to that. We're going to get to deductible business expenses today. But so we talked about the standard deduction went up. Now, why is this important? This is important because that if we're still working, because a lot of us are still working, we're not balling, we're operating these small businesses and we're still going to that nine to five. So the standard deduction is important because that's going to reduce that taxable income for everything that you have. Now, for that's for the business income as well as your um, W-2 income, okay? So now let's focus on the business income. And we're going to continue to just try to bring that down as much as we can. Now, as far as the business income is concerned, I'm going to talk about the most <laughs> um, the most confusing one first, and then we're going to get to the meat and potatoes about what y'all really want. Like, oh, what can I deduct? What can I deduct? That's an easy thing to answer, and I got a whole list. Um, if you join us for the event on the 28th, you can get a copy of that list, or you can send me an email. I'll send it to you. But um, we're going to talk about the most confusing for one first, and that is going to be qualified business income deduction okay okay so we're um we're actually going to be doing like an example of this this weekend but let's talk about it um this just came out in like 2017 2017 so those aggressive um <laughs> instagram facebook videos the rich are getting richer business owners are getting a deduction and those they're actually right. They're right. But you're, let's give it to you with a little less um, intensity. So um, imagine you make $100,000 a year, right? $100,000 a year. Outside of your above the, you know, the normal above the line deductions, you know, you, you got your W-2 employee, um, you made $100,000 this year outside of, let's say you're a single person. So that single person deduction is like 13850 So that only dropped your income to like a little, a little over $80,000. I mean, yeah, $80,000 for the year, right? 
So that's it. It dropped your income a little over $80,000. Unless you have a 401k healthcare coverage, IRA, yes, you can have both. Um, an IRA and, you know, a couple of other above the line deductions to drop that number. That 80,000, a little over 80,000 is what you're going to pay taxes on. Okay. Okay. Um, and we don't like that. We, we don't like that. You know, we, we, that may sound nice to you, especially if you're putting, you know, you're hitting all your numbers with your limits on 401k, IRA, you know, health insurance, you got a high deductible, um, health insurance plan, things of that nature. You know, if you got an HSA savings account and you're using that stuff for medical expenses, then you don't have to pay taxes on that money. Um, but it, everybody doesn't have that. Some of us just have a regular little low um, healthcare <laughs> coverage because we can't afford that big old deductible. So um, you're going to pay taxes on that little over $80,000. Here's why they're so aggressive um, in those advertisements. Because if you make $80,000 in business income, well, let's go to $100,000. If you make $100,000 in business income, right? And let's say the small business is all you have, right? If you do that, <laughs> you get 20%. You qualify, you know, for, you don't have to make a certain amount, but you you qualify as a business owner for the um, qualified business income deduction. And that's about 20% of your income. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's even after you have your above the line deductions, that's even after you have your below the line, that's even with your below the line deductions, that's even with your standard deduction, you still get that 20% um, qualified business deduction. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? That's why, that's why. That's So that's what they're talking about when they're talking about, um, you know, they're, they're getting all these tax breaks. That's one of the tax breaks that they're talking about is the fact that you get that 20% off your business, your business income. So, um, if I made a hundred thousand dollars for the year, I made a hundred thousand dollars, um, business income. And I had, let's say I paid $25,000 for advertising because advertising is a business deduction. I can deduct that. So we're going to remove the business expenses. So that leaves me at $75,000. I can t- I can take that $25,000 off because the IRS says that's a, that's a business expense. So that's something I can deduct from my income and that drops me full to a lower tax bracket. So we at $75,000 right now. With us being at $75,000, um I get to I, I I have the qualified business income deduction. So that's 20% of that $75,000 that we are going to take off. That's $15,000. That is $15,000. So we have gone from $100,000 worth of income that we made that should be taxed they gave us advertising. So we got $25,000 with the advertising advertising costs. We're deducting that. Okay. Along with the $25,000 worth of advertising costs, we got our, um, our qualified business income deduction. Okay. So with our qualified business income deduction, that's going to take off. That's, that's 20% times that 75%. I mean, time that $75,000, 20% of that, that's $15,000. We have just dropped this down to $50,000 of taxable income. That has put us in a completely different tax bracket. And we haven't even dropped, we haven't even put on the standard deduction, the amount of money. We, we have not even talked about the standard deduction yet. We haven't even talked about <laughs> what we pay our children. We have not even talked about 401k, IRA, the simple plan, nothing. And yes, we are going to get into savings accounts and things, um, different types of retirement savings in our next um, episode. But we have not even talked about that. But just from business expenses, allowable business expenses that can be deducted, 
and the qualifying um, business the business income deduction, we've dropped our income by half. That can be taxed. You made $100,000. We've just dropped this in half between advertising and that deduction, that 20% deduction. So this is what they mean. This is why they're so aggressive with it. This is why they're so aggressive with it because it's true. It is 100% true that business owners are getting richer because they're not paying taxes on as much as the money that they earn as you do somebody working a regular nine to five. This is 100% correct. This is all, all correct. And so I wish I could tell you something different. I wish I could give you some different information. And so, cause it's harder. They've made it so much harder to itemize because you know, itemization was a big thing years back. Years back, itemizing was a thing. So the way the government got ahead of it was they um, upped the standard deduction, which is what I, I, I told you before. They basically doubled it and it goes up, you know, every so often. Um, but they basically doubled the standard deduction. That stopped a lot of people from itemizing. So now when you itemize, there are so many rules to itemization for the working man that you actually save more money in taxes by going into business for yourself. You save more money tax-wise by going into business for yourself. So don't be afraid to go in and do the things you need to do in order to form that business because those startup costs deductible business expenses. Yes, your startup costs, deductible business expenses. Education towards growing your business, deductible business expenses. We're going to get into a long list of those and I'm going to give um, a little bit more information on that. But yeah, yeah, this is a really big thing. So we're going to go over that one more time because I want to make sure that you have a very clear understanding of what I'm telling you. If you make $100,000 on your regular W-2 job, $100,000, you need 401k, IRA, yes, you can have both, (laughs) Um, a high deductible health plan, um, along with a a lot of other things to bring that $100,000 down before taxable income. You know, you want to bring it down above the line. Um, below the line, it, it counts, but it's hard. Um, to Even with charitable donations, you have to itemize to take charitable donations. And the big thing about itemization is, um, since we're, we're talking about the working man right now, the W-2 employee, the big thing about itemization is in order to itemize, it has to be bigger than the cut that the government would give you, which is why I went over the standard deductions before. That's why it was very important for me to give you that information. So we're going to just focus on the single person right now, $13,850. You have to have more itemizations than $13,850 in order to take the itemization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, do you really have $13,000 worth of things, $13,850 worth of things that you're spending throughout the year? You know, if you, you got head of household, married, filing jointly, those numbers go up. So we're just talking about at bare minimum, single people do you have are you paying out that much in your insurance um in your medical claims and the thing about your medical claims um in order for you to itemize um things that you're doing medically it has to be at, it has to be over a certain percentage of your adjusted gross income so you can't just say i have $800 worth of things that i need to itemize for medical um, expenses. No, they have to be, and this is why I know where to go to get information. It has to be, um, at least over 7.5% of your adjusted income, adjusted gross income. So that means adjusted gross income is what you get when you take off, um, health insurance, 401k, IRA, all the above the line things. When you take off all of that, that number that you get, your medical expenses have to be more than 7.5% of that in order for you to itemize them. Yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of things, a lot of things, right? And so, um, so much for the working man in order for him 
to cut down on his taxes. But for the business owner, for the business owner, you go in business, you make $100,000 this year. For the business owner, so many things you can deduct. And right off the bat, we go from $100,000 to $80,000 with the qualified business income deduction. Immediately took $20,000 off. And you still get the standard deduction. So if you're a single person, you took you made $100,000 that year. You're a single person. They took that 20% off for you. So now you at $80,000. You get the standard deduction of $13,850. That just dropped you down to another tax bracket. So this is what they mean when they say the rich, you know, not the rich, the business owners. Business owners um, get more tax breaks than, you know, the working man. And so this is the information that you need if you're going into business for yourself and you're a small business owner, this is what you need. And if you, like I said before, if you are doing both, if you're working a job while you're trying to build this business, the best thing for you to do so you don't get that big, you don't get hit in the head with um, those taxes at the end of the year, A, especially if you want to drop your tax bracket while you're working throughout the year, Go to the go to human resources, go to irs.gov, type in FW4. It will give you the current W4 for 2023. You can update that at you can update that at any time during the year. This is not an open enrollment thing where you're trying to sign up for healthcare or trying to update your 401k. You can update this form at any point during the year. Okay. Turn in human resources, turn in payroll, but you can update this. Now in that little box where it says, do you want to withhold any estimated taxes? That's where you put that $77. Most of us, are, we get paid bi-weekly. There's very rare people get paid every week. Most people get paid twice a month. And so $77 twice a month, that'll put you ahead by $2,000 tax-wise. By $2,000. And if you, and with that being said, you taking that what? You taking that $77 off every time you get paid drops your taxable income because it comes off before taxes. They can't tax something that they already take. <laughs> um, it drops your taxable income. And so with that being said, you know, you, you, you get taxed less. So that's the name of the game. That That's the name of the game. I know it seems like we're putting out a lot of money in the beginning, but think about the money is saving you in the end because it's either put it out in the beginning or pay a big check at the end. But when you pay a big check at the end, sometimes that check comes with penalty. That um, big check has penalties in it. So it's, you're paying a lot more than you would normally pay. So that's something that I want us to focus on when we're thinking about um, continuing to keep this, this nine to five. You know, it, yeah, it could help you um, when we're talking about paying those taxes um, so you don't have to worry about whether or not you paid enough quarterly taxes. Because, you know, if you know if you're paying $140 every two weeks, hey, then quarterly, every three months, how much is that? How much have you paid? Did you pay enough? Because if you underpay your taxes, you're still going to get in trouble. You're still going to get that penalty. So they're not going to say, oh, you paid something. So we're going to cut you some slack. No, that's not how that works at all. It's, it's not how that works at all. <laughs> Underpayment penalties um, are there too, but at least take that into account so that if you do have to come out of pocket, it's not by much. Okay. Okay, so now we're going to move on to, you know, the thing that everybody, people's mouth water over. What can I deduct? What can I deduct? Okay, we're going to talk about what can I deduct. But just one more side note before we get there. Um, for the working people, if you had a divorce and you got divorced before December 2018, um, please make sure that you are writing that off on your taxes. Now, if you got divorced after December 2018, um, I'm so sorry for you, boo-boo kitty. You cannot write that off on your taxes. You cannot. If you are paying alimony, you cannot write that off. But if you got divorced before December 31st, 2018, you should be writing that off on your taxes. Um, and um, so before December 31st, 2018, it was a tax deduction for people who had to pay and people that were getting alimony did not have to count it as um, income. Now, after December 2018, December 31st, 2018, if you get an alimony, you got to count it as income. You got to count it as taxable income. 
um, but it can no longer be claimed as a, as a deduction. So something to think about, whether you know or you didn't know, because um, we got a lot of DIYers out there, a lot of them. They're like, I, I do my own taxes. I don't need any help. I do my own taxes. And so I try to throw little bits and pieces out there for my DIYers that may not realize that they're missing out on deductions, that they're missing out on things. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's move on to these deductible business expenses. Now, um, disclaimer, please follow proper IRS guidelines and protocols when deducting business expenses. Okay. Okay. So make sure you're doing your research. So here's my big list of things that can be deductible for your business. Startup and organizational costs. Business insurance, like I, I know, um, as tax preparers in New York, uh, we we, it's it's you need a you need to have some liability insurance, okay? You need to, especially as a tax preparer, please get you some liability insurance, okay? Um, property insurance, you know, if you your business is renting a property or you own a property, the insurance you have on that business is going to be deductible. Rent you pay to have that spot is deductible. Like for example, um, this tax season, um, normally I operate out of my home. I have decided that this upcoming tax season, I will not be operating out of my home, um, that I will be renting an office. So with that being said, um, those rental fees will be tax deductible, tax deductible. Okay. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, depreciation on equipment and machinery guys, and I said I was going to do depreciation in this episode, but we're already going on an hour. So um, when we talk about income taxes in our next episode, then we'll get into the depreciation. We'll actually probably start with depreciation and jump into um, actual income taxes um, and things of that nature, different tax brackets. But um, depreciation just requires a good bit because there are so many different portions of depreciation. We have depreciation of tangible items and depreciation of intangible items. And I don't want to scamp over anything. So next episode, we'll probably spend a lot of our time talking about depreciation, okay? Um, on equipment and machinery. And just a little insight, depreciation is um, A, the first rule of depreciation, it has to be something that you plan to use that you're able to use more than one year. It has to be in service for over a year, okay? Number two, um, when it comes to depreciation, that is a certain amount of money you can take off items that you use in your business. Once again, why they're so aggressive when they do that announcement, the business owners and their deductions. Yes, because um, you buy a computer, depreciation. Um, yes, you buy a computer, depreciation. Um, if you buy a car, you're doing Uber, depreciation. If you buy a building, depreciation. And this is a certain amount of money. Like each item has a certain amount of years that it can be in service. And for those years, there's a certain amount of money you could take off of your business income, off of your taxes every year for this item because, you know, it depreciates. So that's why we're going to spend so much time on it um, in our next episode. Okay. Software subscriptions deductible. I pay for Microsoft guys. I, I know y'all pay for that. I, it, don't get roped into that. Be very careful about your Microsoft subscription. Cause if you sign up for a year, they go bill you for a year, boo boo kitty. You can't get out of that. Um, you got to keep on going. You can't go in and cancel that. So make sure you, you are aware the software subscriptions are, um, are deductible when it comes to your business. I'm not talking about Netflix, y'all. <laughs> talking about talking about your business subscriptions, okay? Um, travel expenses when they are for business purposes. If you have to call an Uber to go, for example, if um I'm doing taxes and I have a client that needs me to come to their home because they are not, you know, able to physically get up and come to the office, that means I I don't own a car. I got to call an Uber. I got to get on a train, um, depending on where they live. So that is a travel expense. Um, and you want to make sure that you're keeping up with those. You want to make sure you're keeping up with the mileage, things of that nature. If you're going to drive there, um, keep up with those things because that's something that you can write off mileage. If you're driving and you're not taking the train, that's something that is a business expense. So you can get, you know, a certain amount up per mile, um, taxes, 
taxes. So the self-employment taxes that you're paying, the income taxes that you're paying, you deduct all of that from your taxable income because it's already paid. So they don't need to tax you again and you won't face penalty. But if you're spending that money, it's going to drop your taxable income even more. Um, employee gifts. It, appreciate your employees, okay? Appreciate your employees, even the ones that live with you. Appreciate your employees and then write them off on your taxes, okay? <laughs> um, inventory that you have, rental property, business rental property, rent, we went over that, office supplies. Um, I myself run through so many post-its a day, it's insane. Post-its and pens, post-its and pens. That's my thing. I go through and I like the, yeah, I don't like a regular pen. Don't give me a regular pen. I don't know about you, but I like the little staples, red ballpoint pens. You know what I'm talking about? I like a good ballpoint pen, you know? Sometimes I might even treat myself and get an erasable pen because I got commitment issues. <laughs> so, you know, um, office supplies you need ink you need printers i know i went to staples the other day looking for a regular ink car a regular set of ink cartridges for what 25 30 dollars they tried to sell me the xls i'm like you know what it's not close enough to tax time for me to get those right now put those back on the shelf but office supplies so um you can print things that you need within the office contracts things of that nature um subscriptions but i, I use honeybook i use honeybook to book my clients to give them that secure um, client portal, whatever you're using, those subscriptions are um, deductible business expenses, okay? And um, even if you are, because you have to calculate your losses, because sometimes your expenses are way more than the profit that you made, and you don't even realize that you didn't pay for Microsoft, you didn't pay for um, what, your website, you didn't pay for Shopify, you didn't pay for all these things every month. Your, your liability insurance, your car payment, you know, you have paid all of these expenses. Did you make the amount of money that you needed to cover it? Okay, then that's a loss. And it may end up being a qualified loss. Bad debt is a business expense. And that may be a qualified loss that you can write up on, on your taxes. Y'all, you can write up. And that's another thing. That's what I get so aggressive because um, qualified business losses, you can write off up to like $3,000 a year. And if you if that doesn't cover the whole loss, for that year, you can keep on writing off every year until you finish it up. Yeah. Yes. Okay. This is why you need to be here. This is the information that you need. Advertise it in marketing. Remember I said that $25,000 for marketing. Did you know you can run an ad on Hulu for $500? Write it up, write it up, write it up, write it up. Hey. <laughs> okay. Um, interest fees. Um, interest fees on loans that you may take out, business loans. Interest is something that you can pay off. Employee salaries. Yes, employee, paying your employees is 100% deductible. So everything you pay your people minus your kids, minus your kids, everything you pay your people is 100% deductible. Now, kids, $12,000 per kid per year. Okay? Okay. Um, contractor labor. So if you have contractors that you have to hire to come in and do things for your company, that's a 1099. Make sure you write that up, keep that for your records, but that's something that is completely deductible. So if you're hiring independent contractors instead of employees, there you go. Utilities. Somebody got to pay the light bill, baby. So somebody can, can we get some water so we can flush the toilet? Somebody, everybody don't have a water bill. You know, I'm from South Carolina. We had a water bill, um, but somebody, can we please? So, you know, utilities, auto expenses, because my Uber drivers, you got to keep that thing up, right? You, you got to keep the car running, Uber drivers. So come on now. Um, Lyft. I'm, I don't mean to, you know, exclude anybody. Uber, Lyft, you know, Revel, <laughs> whoever you may work with. Um, office furniture, because baby, how you going to keep them folks coming in if they ain't got a place to see it? Exactly. So that office furniture that you got, business entertainment, hey, there's some blurry lines on that. So don't go taking your, your employees out to the strip club, to shows, to go see that new movie that just came out. Don't don't take prospective clients out and do all of that because you can't write all of that off, okay? There's some blurry lines, so make sure you look at the IRS guidelines about that. Um, employee benefit programs, um, as long as the employer gets absolutely nothing out of it, 
then yes, that is something that you can write off. Legal and professional fees, like that bill I'm going to hit you with when I do your taxes next year because you come into me. You can write that off. Every, every time you get your taxes done, you can write off the amount that you paid to get them done. That's why I never feel bad about sending somebody a bill because I know they're going to get that money back from the government next year. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Well, this has been Tax Talk with Jay. I hope that you have enjoyed this time with me because I have enjoyed this time with you. Um, Just want to make sure we throw those announcements back out there. Remember, guys, that um, we have open house on November 4th, so don't forget to sign up for that. 25 seats available. Once those 25 seats fill up, I'm going to see about scheduling another one, but I'm not going to make too many promises, okay? Okay. Um, We got self-paced courses enrolling um november 15th we're already enrolling for instructor-led courses and um let's see for a comprehensive tax course and small business course and last but not least just a reminder the event has changed venues on this weekend october 28th from 12 p.m to 5 p.m it's going to be at flatbush central 2123 canton avenue brooklyn new york 11226 at kings built kings on instagram for more information and once again Thank you guys for joining me. Have a blessed day.